0: Tight Zone World, episode 46, featuring Josh Coderna and Mike Moran. Let's go in. (sighs) Tight Zone World. My guests this week are Josh Coderna and Mike Moran. They're both Baltimore-based comedians that do the long-running digression sessions podcast uh the art this week is by mike riley check him out at mike riley comics.com and we're being hosted by splice today check them out at splice today.com let's, let's go, go in wait, wait, wait,
1: wait. uh i grew up in harrisonburg virginia um, which is uh kinda kinda down there near near West Virginia. Oh yeah. It's where J M U is, James Madison University. Um, and I moved to Baltimore County when I was almost fourteen. Was comedy like a thing for you as a, a kid or or not really? Oh, absolutely. I mean I think even back to like Sesame Street and stuff, like mm. you know, I thought Bird and Ernie were <laughs> hilarious <laughs> yeah. and like that. Where do they come up with this <laughs> <laughs> It is... I feel like Bert and Ernie was kind of like the birth of everything that I think is funny now. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, there's a lot of good, like, straight man... Yeah, crazy exactly. Crazy like, It is, there. like, very basic, kind of, like, uh... I don't know, the same type of humor that adults get, but at a very, like, basic level. Right, right, right. Um, my dad was always really funny when I was a kid. He used to make me laugh really mm. hard. And... um yeah, you know, I was always into comedy. I think I was, like, I was a weird kid, and but, like, every now and then I could win over the masses with, like, a zinger, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But mostly I was weird. <laughs> and were you into, like, these, like, stand-up comedians and stuff? Um, I don't know when I first got into stand-up. Probably, like, the, like, weird VH1. Like, uh, remember that show, like, where they'd stand in front of the fake stars? Like it was very 80s looking. <laughs> no, be like bad 80s comedian standing in front of like the worst fake like Christmas tree light up backdrop. Was that a VH1 show, or were they rerunning so.
2: something from like the 80s or something?
1: I'm pretty sure it was a VH1 show. Interesting. I think it was like a live VH1 comedy show. That's crazy. <laughs> but even then, I, I don't think I really, I can't remember when I first de- said like I like stand up comedy. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. like usually when you would watch stand up as a kid, it'd be like boring adult stuff. Right, right. Um, or you I really th- had to think about that, like, when I first... Yeah. Or you kind of think of it as a movie. You know right. what I
2: mean? Like, that's how I kind of just said, like, George Carlin's funny. Like, it's just, like, to me, it wasn't like, oh, his new hour is
1: great. Right, <laughs> right. Like, a 12-year-old, it <laughs> was just, like, yeah, it's so funny. But even, on, even like, just watching stand-up, I can't really remember when I started liking that. I definitely mm-hmm. liked, like, SNL and David Letterman, yeah. Yeah. Simpsons and stuff well before I really got into stand-up. It seemed like it kind of disappeared,
0: like when when we were. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't
1: really. Yeah, I, there was I like guess. kind of the '80s comedy boom, yeah. which, from what I remember, wasn't funny at all. <laughs> like yeah. as a little kid, I don't remember ever liking it. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, and then it kind of disappeared and i don't know was there like a comeback or is it just kind of i think it well people are saying we're in the middle of one now
2: but yeah everything kind of died in the 90s i think it got uh like the early 90s it just got too big kind of like what you're saying like everybody had a stand-up show it was like uh qvc hour like you doing stand-up on qvc or something ridiculous (laughs) like that but uh but yeah yeah and then like died out in the 90s like early to mid 90s and i think it's been
0: coming back ever since like, I, I thought it was interesting, like, when you had uh, Patton Oswalt on... Is that how you say his yeah. name? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, when you had him on, he w- was, like, surprised that you guys do comedy here. Yeah, guys, in Baltimore, yeah. yeah. Which seemed weird to me, because mm-hmm. doesn't it seem like it, it's probably in every city? Uh, Like, no. now it is. It, yeah. it was
2: funny to hear him on another podcast after that. He was on Pete Holmes's, uh You Made It Weird podcast. Mm-hmm. And at the very end, they were talking about um, how comedy's kind of everywhere now, and he was kind of saying, like, advice, like, just go see a show. Like, if you haven't seen it, I'm sure there's something going on in your town, go yeah. see a show. Like, San Francisco has a great scene, Denver has a great scene, and then he pauses, he goes, hell, even Baltimore has a scene. he's yeah, like, this qualifies." Yeah, I was right. like, that's us, baby! I know,
1: <laughs> when he said Baltimore has a scene, maybe he was talking about us. He had to have. Yeah, he said we're apparently the only ones he knows about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. guess, yeah, I guess it's hard for us
0: to think about because Baltimore in the 90s was like, the 80s and 90s were like such a different thing, yeah, like such a place sure. you don't
1: stop at all. With, yeah, You know? What <laughs> I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, a lot of American cities were like that until the mid-90s, like. Yeah, D.C. Yeah. New York. Remember, totally. like how scary New York seemed, like in movies and stuff yeah. when we were kids. <laughs> yeah, there's rats everywhere. Yeah. getting killed on the subways. Toxic waste in the <laughs> sewers constantly. <laughs> 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 They're just commuting in toxic waste yeah. every day. They're just like, living in toxic waste. Uh, I'll be waste. a little waste. A little late. There's too much waste. I'll be the, a little uh, waste. Oh, oh, oh boy. <laughs> this toxic waste has gone to my brain. And, like, every <laughs> comedian me, would know? joke about, like, getting mugged in Central Park, you know? Right. Mm. And, right, you'd, right. like, whenever they'd show apartments on, on TV, they'd have, like, 50 locks on the door. Mm. But what... Okay. If all those places were scary back then, and they
0: were, what was not scary? Like, where would you go? It, county. You, <laughs> no, but like a comedian, if oh. they'd be like, "I'm not going to Baltimore," like, yeah, I don't like, know, I don't know, <laughs> Richmond. That
1: it's just all seems like the same. Richmond, vibrant Richmond. I guess DC is where they went. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think it was just kind of generally accepted that like cities were dangerous back then. Yeah, yeah. Most a lot of cities are less dangerous, and Baltimore is just slightly less dangerous. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well. Speaking of which,
0: you're from Annapolis, right? Uh,
2: Ken Island, so like just outside of Annapolis.
0: Oh, whoa.
1: Yeah. You grew up on this island? Yeah. Yeah, This island folk. Yeah, I'm I'm an island Island boy. He sold like uh, fruit from a cart.
2: Uh, And that was just for fun. (laughs) 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 What I didn't sell, I got to eat between me and my pa. We split it. Uh yeah, I grew up on Ken Island which is like uh maybe like a half hour from Annapolis, yeah. right over the Bay Bridge, right across the bridge. And uh so there wasn't too much to do on Ken Island, so once we got cars we would go to Annapolis, hang mm. out there.
0: But what is what is like on the island?
2: Uh there's a big K, Ooh. that's a nice Kmart that had a little Caesars. Yes. Uh, in the Kmart. In the Kmart. Wow. Yeah, it was something. Yeah. It's still there, I think. Really? How is Little Caesars still around, by the way? I don't way? know.
1: I thought they went the way of stand-up comedy in the mid '90s. <laughs> no, I saw a commercial yeah, no, for it. Yeah, they're back. The and their whole thing now Bigger is they're, like, yeah, they're bite, like... Bite, sip, sip.
2: Yeah, and they're like, hey, remember how our pizzas were square? Not anymore. What do you think oh, of that? Oh, well, screw that. Yeah. Dude, Thursday
1: know. nights, Little Caesars at the Moran family. Uh-huh. In the late 80s, early 90s. My, plus Simpsons. Whoa. Let's go. On happiness thir- on thursday night thursday night Are we so talking mom got the paycheck we talking rerun pizza night. uh-huh no I remember like the simpsons was on thursdays for years really it was yeah yeah it yeah. started on sundays and then it went to thursdays and, uh, and when it was in its prime it was thursdays I'll be and damned. at some point it went back to sunday right i missed the thursday era i guess so like <laughs> thursday was like the best night ever so the weekend was coming friday little caesar's in the belly yeah sure you got school the next day but it's a fucking friday yeah it's a I friday like was
0: yeah exactly yeah yeah, so Kent Island didn't have much, so, uh... Yeah. But how like. do you end up... I've always been fascinated by these islands. Like, <laughs> how do you end up living... It was a leper colony.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we, uh... Well, we gathered our dead, and we made a boat out of them. <laughs> Luckily, they they hadn't decomposed too much, so we were able to float right across the bay. My
1: volleyball with a face on it was giving me sass, so I decided <laughs> yeah. it was time to leave. <laughs> yeah. I broke up with Wilson, and I decided I'm never looking back. Plus, Jack broke the, the conch shell, so... <laughs> yeah. And Piggy was dead. It was, it was a Probably real... Probably should have mentioned
2: that first. It was a real fucking mess, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so, Kent Island, uh, how do we end up there? I think... I don't even remember. I think when my mom and dad got divorced, we're like, we're moving to Kent Island. I'm mm. like, oh, okay, cool. Like, are I, you picturing mm. like a tropical island in your head? Like, probably. With, like, who knows. yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm like kayaking everywhere I need to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're like fighting sharks. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. I have little Caesars in one hand, and I'm like fighting a shark <laughs> in the other. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I uh, lived in Kent Island for a while, and then I went to school at uh, University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Yes, and uh, then I got a job at Paper Moon Diner here in Baltimore. It's where I, I met this fella. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah, and uh, and then that's where I met my lady. And uh, yeah, so and then I got a job working for the Social Security Administration. Yes, uh, and uh, it was Can you hook the, your brother up. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I don't know why I've never asked you about that before. That's what everybody asks. So, like, Are you gonna help me out with my retirement? Like, you got it. Sure, I can do that. 401
1: for the old Mike man. <laughs> we don't do 401ks.
2: Sure you do. Mike has no knowledge of money, by the way. <laughs> I told him I got my shirts dry clean once, and he's like, what is that? like?" I've, <laughs> 60 that's <cents>. total bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, I got like seven shirts done for like ten bucks. You're like, ten bucks! <laughs> it's, like, it's not that bad. Uh, yeah, and, and then ever since then, I've just been staying in Baltimore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Were you uh put on to this Baha'i situation at Paper Moon. No, what is that? Uh, my my friend that used to live here. She was um, she was working at Paper Moon at uh, one point. What was uh, her name? Uh, the owner or something asked her to be like. Come on this retreat with me or
1: something. Uh, Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bizarre. It
1: was landmark for him.
2: Yeah, she does that with all the managers. Mm -hmm. The owner. I did it
1: once. The owner. Are you serious? You went for the week. I went for the weekend. Oh my god! And the lady uh, freaked out on me in front of everybody and offered to give me my money back afterward. Mm. What'd she freak out on you for? Um, like not having a breakthrough or something. (laughs) Really? Have a goddamn breakthrough! (laughs) Because apparently she didn't. Her explanation afterward is that she didn't know I was on antidepressants. Apparently that changes things. Oh, even though I put it on the form that I was. So you fucked it all up. I wrote it beforehand. That's wild. Yeah, it it was something where I like went up to answer a question or something like, yeah, yeah, yes, I, uh, I'd I'd like to, uh, you know, build some uh, relationship skills or something, and and it turned into her being like, Mike, let it go, open up, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, What do you have to prove? And I'm just standing there, like, awkwardly smiling. like, "Eh." And it was, like, a big deal, like, in front of everybody, you know? Like, people were like, dude, what what the hell happened there?
2: Yeah, that's pretty much what Landmark is, right? They kind of break you down and build you back up.
1: Sort of. But I think that it wasn't supposed to happen like that. And she called me, to her credit, (laughs) she called me and apologized and said she, like, wasn't having the best week Mm. and she offered to give me my money back.
2: Was she still checking in to see if you had any breakthroughs since?
1: (laughs) Uh, Anything going on? Any type of breakthrough? So, uh... (laughs) Where are we with the, uh, the breakthrough department? Mm, how's that going?
2: Anything? No. <laughs> Spiritually? Mentally? What kind of? Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. I've no. I've. My sister was invited to go to, to a landmark forum thing, but yeah. um, um, she was like invited as part of people that are yelling at the person uh, you know, oh was she was like, going to be
2: like an instructor or yeah, something or, like. or no
0: no it was like it was like you know like her friend or something I was like Jennifer is having her shame circle today so we're like, shame uh, circle. <laughs> <laughs> like oh that sounds good the
2: shame circle going yeah landmark uh, It's it's weird it's a weird thing to require your employees to go to that too yeah I yeah. think it was
1: even weirder like Years ago, before we were there. Right. Like, early on when I was there. Were either of you, like, already
0: doing comedy when you met, or, or no?
2: Uh, Mike, I, Mike was into stand-up, like, you had been... Well, oh, improv. You I was, was doing, into improv when yeah. we first met. Yeah, and I think you had started dabbling with stand-up. Yeah. You, were, you were doing stuff like... Like, you would do music shows, and you would do stand-up, like, in between bands and stuff like that, I, I remember. And yeah. And like, you, know, you
1: did, like, shows at uh, Golden West and stuff. Yeah, that's, like, when I... Yeah, that was like the beginnings of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I, that was when I was starting to open my some Yeah,
2: Yeah, and you were taking classes with the Baltimore Improv Group and stuff. You might have been yeah, in.
1: I th- yeah, well, I took you classes. you were like right on the cusp. I think when I first met you, I was coming back from a class, actually. <laughs> and then I joined a troupe. And then I started dabbling in stand-up. And that's probably around when I came back to Paper Moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were already in these bands as well. Um, well, I, I've always like dabbled a little bit. I've yeah. like, never been great or anything, or like really devoted a lot of time to it, even though I've been fucking playing guitar since I was seven years old, mm. and I still suck ass. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't suck ass. Like, I'm competent, but uh, for somebody who's been playing since he was seven... <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of the story of my life. Is like I had all these interests, and I just never had any work ethic until I was like in my mid twenties, basically. Mm. Right, just kind of
2: dabbled for a little bit.
1: Yeah, as soon as I got the least bit bored, you know, <laughs> and yet I'd still be fantasizing about becoming a rock star. <laughs> right. I thought I like had the ro- I, I because I got my guitar so young that I, that, well. that I was guaranteed a spot. That's mm. it. Guess all the hard work's done. Hey, hey, fellas, I want to introduce you to Mike Moran. He got a guitar at
2: seven. Can he play? Not really. You're in, dude. You're the new singer.
1: Hey, what, like, what kind of music were you playing? Uh, well, when I was a kid, you know, I just learned, like, the... Like, twinkle twinkle little star and stuff yeah. like that's what always sucked too like when to, when you take guitar lessons oh, when you're joy. that age you think it's going to be like mm-hmm. meow, 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 meow. and it's just like bing 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 mm-hmm. uh <laughs> and some scales <laughs> and i think you know when i was like a little older like middle school high school i got some like song books and yeah. some rock songs and stuff like mm-hmm. Nirvana and Metallica and yeah. stuff, and, uh had a had a punk band in, in high school with uh, chris carman who mm-hmm. josh knows mm-hmm. and uh did you know Derek James too? He worked at the yeah, yeah. He was, he was the drummer. Oh, really? Yeah, he didn't know I, that. No, I didn't yeah. know that. He still does music, right? He's like a DJ. Yeah, right. I think so. yeah. yeah, and uh, another guy who's Mickey Coachella's cousin. Oh, oh yeah, Strangely, I think you mentioned Mike that May before. Yeah. yeah. Um, we had a band called Five Eighteen Translocation. Mm. We played exactly one show. It was uh, exactly. Derek James' exactly. friends' party or something. Uh, uh Like uh, like parents' party, you know, like mm. outdoor, like couldn't say curse words type of thing yeah and um were they watching? we didn't tune our instruments once hey there you go i don't even <laughs> think we knew that was a thing that you said it to the crowd proudly like didn't tune once <laughs> <laughs> we did have a badass recording of uh us doing territorial pissings by nirvana mm. with me screaming into the microphone mm. and chris going nuts on guitar and a cover of rancid sidekick i don't know if either of you are familiar with that this third mm. song on let's go punk rock classic <laughs> and uh, but they uh, that, was, that was the extent of that that's awesome. what was it like
0: starting to do these comedy sets?
1: It was great. I was at a real weird time in my life like not to like you know turn this into the like Moran story nah, nah. but like I was I was at a place where I like I, I kind of got I was kind of a fuck up from the age of like sixteen to like twenty one uh-huh and then when I was like 21 twenty two I really kind of got my stuff together. But then I was just like doing all the stuff that I thought I was supposed to be doing, you know, like getting the right girlfriend, going to school, having a steady job, moving out, stuff like that. Yeah. Which was all good, but then I, all of a sudden I'm like 26, 27. I'm like, oh my god, I haven't done like anything I want to do. Yeah. And I yeah. went through like a really bad depression at that point, just because like I went off of antidepressants and like Cymbalta is apparently like horrible for everybody to go off of. So I was like really fucked up for a couple of years. Lost my mm. my girlfriend, left, and everything. Damn. What happened? Moved you back in with my mom. Get like, depressed again. Uh, I just got terribly, terribly depressed. Just like I literally just I I went off in like January, <laughs> yeah. And I I figured they would all be out of me you know in like a month or so. And, mm. I, and I was like, eh, I guess I kind of feel it a little bit. Uh-huh. And then like I, it was like around <laughs> this time of year, like I just woke up one day and. Everything went to shit in my head. It was fucking awful. Mm-hmm. I was just like crying. I remember, like, got on the, si- the phone with my sister and was just like crying and like. And I was just out of it for months. I just felt horrible. It's like, you know, I could go to work and function and stuff, which is almost worse. You know, like, it's, yeah. I wish I could just, like, freak the fuck out and, like, go to the hospital and, like, be done or whatever. Right. Or just, like, stay <laughs> in bed for a week. Yeah. Right. But it's worse when it's just, like, you feel horrible, but you can still, like, make it through the day, still you just know? function, go outside. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Just, like, always, like, on the verge, you know? Just, like, yeah. it was a pretty horrible time. So I, um when I was kind of recovering from that, I just kind of, like... You know just kind of i felt completely hopeless but i i don't know i just like knew i just knew that i I really wanted i needed to do these things in my life you know even though like everybody around me was like why don't you finish your degree and you know stuff like that um so i just decided i was gonna try my best and see what happened yeah because i was at like a real low point like the year before i felt like i could do anything and then all of a sudden i'm like back in my bedroom at my mom's house working as a bus boy uh, you know, with, like, nothing. Like, I, yeah. you know, like, in that relationship, I had, I didn't buy anything for myself, really, so I, like, had no furniture or car or anything. Right. And it's like, Jesus Christ. I yeah, it just dawns, like, dawns on you, like, oh, I got nothing. Yeah, like, yeah. I was like, didn't I just work my ass off for, like, the last six <laughs> yeah. years? Like, and now I'm <laughs> right back where, I remember I was like, right, I'm right, I'm right at the same spot for Terminator 4 that I was for Terminator 3. <laughs> there are wide gaps between those films. <laughs> so your therapist told you? That's how you're measuring your life. This
2: <laughs> yes. yeah. Well with the new one coming out, you're doing pretty yeah, good I, as I, far I, as Terminators I think I'm go. Back,
1: I'm back on uh yeah. Back on track for what this, is, Genesis? A, is that the new one? What's yes, it called? Genesis with a Y for some reason. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But like why not?
0: and what were these
1: sets like that you were doing? Um I well. I started, I got the stand-up bio, I really, like, put in my homework, yeah. which I wish I could still do. I don't know why it was easier back then, but I, like, I sat down for, like, hours and days and, like, I mean, not at a time, but, you know, just daily I'd, like, work on it. Um, I remember just, like, researching comedy, just, like, looking up the word comedy and just <laughs> trying to, like, bake it, break it down to its basic form. I remember, like, watching sketches and... And just kind of listing like what was funny and why, hmm. and um, which I wish I could still. Now I'm just like so arrogant that I'm just like oh, I got this. I don't need to it's, do any homework. Do you do that mentally now though? Because I I kind of do
2: that. Like, when you're I, watching not as much as I
1: should. I can still enjoy it, but then you're seeing like yeah, but the, but I it's hard point. for me too. I don't know mm-hmm. why. I guess I'm just my ego's too big or something. Yeah. yeah. But I bet you do it without even realizing exactly it. I'd like to think yeah. so that way I don't have to do any work <laughs> thanks I'm for validating work. that <laughs> yeah, I'm working and I didn't even know No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like so I, the first one I did was okay for well first I did like a, with a band like for some reason like I just did some like a couple minutes before a band like my first oh, yeah. ever and um, looking back you know it was probably okay for my very first time but then I, I did I guess I re- like, went over everything again and uh, did high tops, and, like, that was kind of awesome. What's honestly. high tops? Uh, just some club or uh, uh, restaurant slash bar and uh, Timonium that has Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, like, cool, like, performance area. And stuff. Yeah. 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 And um, that went pretty well. Yeah. Like, um, I think I actually still use some of the jokes that I did on that first Oh, tell but uh, yeah, that gave me a huge confidence boost. Cause like people are like, "Wow, that's, this is your first open mic. That was really good." Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah,
0: so. And like, what what year would we be talking about? I think 2010. Okay. Yeah. And what, like, say at that time, like, what was what else was going on,
1: like locally? Um, just uh, you know, a few open mics here and there. Yeah. Um. Not much different from now that I can tell. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was, like, there wasn't Magoobies, but there was, like, the Comedy Factory, um, but, which actually had, like, a club. like so It mm-hmm. wasn't just in a hotel. Um, but other than that, I mean, it was just, you know, clubs. And yeah. There's, like, you know, no real comedy clubs. just like, Yeah. Rip, you know, like, music venues and stuff. And did you find people that you, like, saw eye-to-eye eye with, like, you yeah. know, other
0: people that were doing their thing?
1: Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, starting with improv, it was, like, great to be around people that made me feel funny and that I thought were funny and, like, could bounce that energy off. Yeah, Like, it was kind of a lifesaver, like, oh, okay, these yeah. are the people I should be hanging out you, with. Yeah, almost
2: the hang aspect of yeah. improv classes was one of the fun. Like, performing and learning all that stuff is so fun, but then when you find like-minded people that yeah. get your sense of humor and vice versa. Mm.
0: And, right.
1: Like, the hang afterwards is always yeah. the best. Mm. Yeah, I remember, like, being with John Ulrich and um, a couple other people and uh, just, like, going nuts at a table, you know, just, like, cracking up. Yeah, and you're just really obnoxious. Riffing you know? and, yeah. Yeah. and... it's like, wow, I haven't had this in so long. You know, mm. like, mm-hmm. just people that just bounce the energy back and yeah. forth with. So.
0: And, like, when did you get in the mix?
2: Um, I did, uh, so, um... I always liked comedy, but it was kind of the same thing that Mike was saying. You don't really realize it is like a thing, like an option, I guess. Yeah. Like I was into music and played in bands and all that stuff, and always thought like my friends were super funny and we joked around all the time. But then as far as that, I was never like, well, I should try stand up or something like that. I think improv was the gateway. Yeah. Drug. Like I, I loved Who's Line and all that stuff. And then, that and Coke. Yeah, yeah. That really got me. That was I got another got... gateway drug. Oh yeah. You holding? By the way, anything? No. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, but then uh, every Landmark all the, listening. Yeah, all, the uh, all the comedians I liked and even writers I would hear interviews. Like I loved uh, Love Line as a kid, and Adam Kroll is like, oh, I used to do improv, and Tina Fey used to do improv. Yeah. And finding out all these people that even if they don't do improv anymore, that's something they did at some point. Yeah, and then I knew Mike was. Doing it, and I was, I was like, "Well, how do you do that?" He's like, "You just sign up." (laughs) It's like, okay, Mm -hmm. so I signed up for a class, and then uh, working with Mike, getting to know you, and hanging out, and then I guess going to some of your shows, and then meeting people and that type of thing, and then you and I hit it off pretty good, and then we both were really into podcasts. Yes, and uh, so we're like, "Yeah, well, let's start a podcast," and then from there we started interviewing. Stand ups like in the area. Yeah. And through that, Mike was always really encouraging, like, oh, you're funny, you should do stand up. And then I would go to the mics and stuff like that. And yeah, and then I got into, I started doing stand up two and a half years ago yeah um
0: so you were almost a podcaster before us yeah definitely oh, yeah, that's a <laughs> weird now that, now that i think about it
2: definitely it, it was more like improv before like i was like full, right, right. full improv yeah. improv and podcasting and then yeah stand-up was like the third thing that's funny yeah. like
1: how many people started podcasting before stand-up you know like not many too many like started with podcasting
2: yeah probably not too many but uh yeah it was yeah i, I went up a couple times and uh, like the first time i went up was at joe squared uh, here in Baltimore, and uh, the uh, the guy hosting, Mike Stork, who's since become a friend, really funny guy, he was running the mic. And he's like, oh, okay, it's your first time. I think you could tell I was nervous. And he's yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, just, uh, just going to do four minutes, you know, no big deal, and just kind of do your thing. When I give you the light, just kind of wrap it up. You know, they hit you with, like, a flashlight in the back or whatever, and that kind of just means, like, hey, you're done. Yeah. So it's was like, and at the time, I was like, four minutes? Are you fucking nuts? I'm not going <laughs> to be up there for four minutes. <laughs> That's an eternity. So I'm up there for 7 minutes cuz he never <laughs> he never lights me. Oh shit. And I just would not stop talking like because I guess in my mind my defense mechanism was like, well, if I stop talking, the audience is supposed to laugh there, but if it's not funny, they're not gonna laugh so I just, I'm just i just gonna barrel roll right <laughs> yeah. through this so I just like I was just like and then this happened and my dog wore pants and, uh, <laughs> and I just like kept just dog talking wore- just talking dog talking. wearing pants yes! you know what I mean and, you know what I mean and uh yeah, and then I was like, Whoa, "All right, I'm out of here." And then I looked at my phone because I recorded it on my phone. It's like seven minutes. Ooh, sorry. <laughs>
1: no, you did not get it true, first time. I mean, you it was. Right? I
2: I got like chuckles, but I definitely could see it in people's faces. They're just like, "Okay, <laughs> like, yeah. kind of like, what's what's happening here?" Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, "I don't know. I don't know. I'm just gonna keep talking, or I'll die." <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah and mike stork is really cool and when he started the show he said uh he's like yeah when you start stand up you know you kind of you eat shit basically you just kind of suck and it's like you're eating a shit sandwich but as you're doing more and more stand up you're still eating a shit sandwich but there's a little less shit the more you go so it was oddly like as uh, as silly as that sounds, it was really comforting. It's yeah. like, yeah, I'm going oh, yeah. to eat shit. I'm going to eat a little shit, but I'm going to eat less yeah. and less shit as yeah. I go. Yeah, so I try to,
1: like, let people know, like, it's okay to suck in the beginning. Or even, I mean, time.
2: bombing's still just a part of it yeah, all the it definitely, time. Like, right. working on new stuff, yeah. like... I'm gonna go try to work on stuff tomorrow. It's sidebared. I'm terrified, and mm. again, I'm only gonna be up there for four minutes. And yeah, it's just because it's new stuff. I'm like, oh, are you doing the dog with the pants routine? Yeah, I'm gonna bring it yeah, back. Cool. You know, I didn't have the tools back then, sure. but I have now sure. to conquer the dog with pants bit. But, but political now, it's a whole thing. <laughs>
0: it's so, so edgy. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure this is really obvious to you guys, but it's just, like occurred to me recently, like that. With comedy, like, like I feel like music bombs all the time, and like no one even notices. Right. Like it just completely falls flat, and no one likes it. But mm-hmm. th- no, e- including even the band doesn't. Like, yeah. They're just like yeah, <laughs> rock it. But like, yeah. you can, It seems like in comedy, you can fail in a way that's like. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Definite. Like, yeah. I guess. yeah. But yeah. I don't think it means it's not funny. I guess. Um, I guess it means it's not funny that.
1: Yeah. You know, well, it's, <laughs> yeah, it can be. It can be the venue or the audience. Yeah. Like people are like never blame the audience or whatever. But It's like sometimes you can do like your best material that like kills in one place and just yeah. completely dies at another for like no yeah. good reason.
2: Well, then you have to realize too of you you have to grade it on a different scale like if you go to a show and there's no stage and then there's not a spotlight and all the tvs are on you're like i'm probably not going to do well here like yeah. this isn't an environment that's conducive to comedy so you're yeah. not going to be like god damn i fucked that up yeah you know, what yeah. <laughs> like yeah so but then you can look at it as a
1: challenge too to try yeah. to get right, those right. people yeah you learn skills attention. on like how to how to deal with different yeah especially like bar comedy and yeah, yeah.
0: I feel like a a lot of comedy things I've been to, there's just not enough people there, like for it to be okay. Like even even if like all ten people are laughing, it still sounds
1: like. "Uh Yeah, yeah. I I learned to get used to that. Like sometimes you're just playing for like a couple people that think it's funny, and yeah,
0: yeah.
1: You know, everybody else isn't paying attention or whatever. Yeah. Then I just try to concentrate on them. Mm -hmm. yeah and that's that's
2: the odd thing too which is actually really cool the more people there are and if they're there for the show the easier it is because everybody's packed in tight and then the laughter just becomes like contagious at that Mm. point it's like Going to see like a really funny movie in a packed theater, you're gonna laugh a lot more. Like, if you rewatch the movie at home, you're like, Oh, I like it, but I don't remember, I remember laughing a lot more, or something, right, you know what right, I mean? Right. So, if people are like spread out, they're almost feel weird laughing too, because if you're by yourself and some somebody makes like an off color joke, you're like, oh, oh, you guys don't think that's funny? You know what I mean? Like, they don't want to feel like weirded out, right? No. So, or feel like they're alienating anybody. But yeah, the shows that I've done where there's been like I've, I've done a few where there's like over 300 people it just felt you just it's just easy like I'm if they're sure, just there yeah. and
1: you're just like and then a the dog wore pants and they're like yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's also like even if like 30 percent of them aren't laughing you're not gonna you, notice, exactly you know? yeah, yeah yeah like yeah. where if it's 20 people you'll notice that you know yeah.
0: totally, totally totally like what was like the first time you remember like a different feeling. Of like, um, like oh, Yeah, I, so
2: I it, so know? Twitter really helped with that. Trying to, I think, like my problem was like, I, like I was saying, I was so verbose. Just like trying to, like, it's like when you you think you're gonna tell somebody a story about what happened. Like I was just front loading everything. It's like, no, just get to the fucking joke, basically. Yeah, so yeah. Twitter helped with that because you have to get rid of all that stuff for the 140 characters. So I was starting to write basically like one-liners, kind of, just like set up, punch. Mm. And then uh, my buddy Umar Umar Khan was doing a show, and we did something called a tweet-off, and we just stole that from Doug Benson, where he would just have another comedian come up, and the two of them would just read their tweets back and forth. So we did that, and it was kind of like... Cheating doing stand up, so I'd read my tweets to an audience, and if they laughed, I would kind of note, be like, Oh, that's pretty good, yeah. And then from there, I would write backwards to get to that punchline, and then I'd be like, Oh, these three tweets are about my girlfriend, these three tweets are about food, yeah. And then I would try to like sync it all together, and then from there, I put together like a three minute set that I was pretty happy with. Oh, tight, yeah. That's awesome. And since then, I've like in the beginning too, I was kind of being a character too, like a woe-is-me kind of character to, like, mm. deliver the, the jokes. And again, I think that's because I was too scared to be me up mm. there. So it's like, oh, if they didn't like it, they didn't like my character. Yeah. They love yeah. Josh Kader. <laughs> <laughs> so, but then it was also limiting, too, because it's just not who I am. So then, yeah. like, got to kind of break out of that on stage and write some more, like, not, like, personal stuff, but just stuff that you actually think is really funny and stuff that you would say, like, in a conversation. Yeah.
0: And And how about for you, like like how how did it
1: evolve like, your set you, you know what I mean? um I don't know, just uh just writing bits at home and trying them out um i I don't know, I just uh kept doing the same formula, yeah. you know, and it just like kind of you start looking for things more, you know you start like like looking for funny observations and stuff yeah um. But, uh, I I don't know, it's, it never really changed other than just doing it on stage. Like, I still pretty much use the same formula that I did when I started. But yeah. Judy Carter in the Comedy Bible kind of, like, lays out the basic formula. Mm. And um, still kind of just been doing that. What is that? The, the Comedy Bible. Yeah. Um, just, like, the basics of stand-up. Just oh, a book wow. that she put out. It's probably, like, a website or something now. It's Carrot autobiography, right? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Is it like... I only do prop comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like new or old? I think it's been around a while. Mm. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah, I
2: read some books like that, too, but mostly on the improv and yeah. stuff like that. But improv it helps a lot, too. Like, I, I think I started to embrace a little bit of that, too, like kind of fucking around on stage. Because so much of my... My earlier stand-up? It, it sounds so weird too. I'm like two and a half years in, and like, <laughs> oh, God, I remember really? like it was. <laughs> <Richard>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I wasn't the esteemed comedian I am today. When I the one that sits before rock you in the mid '90s. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I thought synth- synthesizers were the shit. Um, I uh, yeah, so it was like, <laughs> <laughs> <Something>. <laughs> but like just kind of embracing like if some if something happens in the room, if there's a noise or somebody does something like. Not just ignoring it and being like, "Oh no, I've written these words. Right, I have right, to say right. them exactly as I've written them," because then you come off as wooden too. You're talking at the audience rather than to them. Yeah. You know? So, so that was a large part of it too. Kind of marrying improv and
0: stand up together. Yeah. And and like, what what gave you guys the idea for the podcast?
2: Um, we just really liked podcasts. I think because we we liked comedy and yeah. the music. When we were talking about that, and then. Uh, since I... Yeah, I loved podcasts, and then I got the cubicle job, so I just listened to a ton of podcasts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, through music and stuff, I had a mixer and uh, mics, and I was recording uh, music in GarageBand, and it's
1: like, oh, I could just plug
2: mics into the interface, and we could just talk shit for an hour.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and that was it. It, it was yeah. different, though, when we started. Like, we thought it was going to be more, like, bit-based. We thought we were going to do, like, more audio bits. Yeah. Thing. And mm-hmm. then editing
2: became
1: <laughs> a real pain <laughs> in the <laughs> ass learned.
2: yeah because yeah. we had everything man i had uh i still i still have it. i use it sometimes but uh, my korg electrides, like i would have beats <laughs> and stuff like that and yeah i think we would challenge each other like i remember playing acoustic guitar and making up songs at yeah. the post office
1: yeah my correspondence or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then uh then remember we... the leviticus thing yeah like we were gonna read like quotes from leviticus uh-huh. But, but it was like Leviticus was like, uh, "Hey everybody, it's your old friend Levi." <laughs> yeah, another well, really really cool. rule. Yeah, that like, yeah, the music like... was all like, <laughs> "Yeah, I like
2: this like yeah, down home southern rock, <laughs> like stuff. harmonica." And yeah. Stuff. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, we used to do, like, commercials, too. We'd be like, okay, and then now a quick word from our sponsor. And then it was actually, like, our AA sponsor. <laughs> just like, oh, the, the guys are doing pretty good. And it <laughs> has, like, this sensitive guitar underneath, like, just keep at it. Keep working the steps, fellas. And we'd be like, eh, hey, we're back. Thanks to our sponsor, Jason. <laughs> so, and then at the end, too, uh, we would always say, let's wrap it up. And we would challenge the guests to freestyle. And then that yeah. just didn't
1: go well. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you, you did a great one, though, where, like, we... Uh, where Josh edited Alex Brovlosky's voice into saying that the Holocaust never happened and, oh, like, I put it, and made a song to it's all yeah. like the Holocaust didn't happen the Holocaust didn't happen <laughs> and then he goes hi I'm Alex yeah. Brovlosky he says his name i 26 20 over. years old Brovlosky.
2: Brovlosky. the Holocaust didn't happen it's like
1: <laughs> oots, 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 oots. <laughs> that was perfect
2: but yeah I would I would be doing stuff like that and it would take me like you know an hour or two to put all that stuff yeah. together and i put it at the end of the episode and I'd be like did you guys hear the thing like no <laughs> like oh, I yeah. <laughs> so it just became like a timing yeah. thing of, yeah. you know, like yeah, just kind of keeping anything.
1: it. But I mean, I think it totally people have liked it as an interview podcast. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's fun. Like, and like we, yeah. we'll,
2: we'll fuck around if we if we have time. But usually yeah. it's just kind of on the go. Like we'll just meet wherever right. and knock out a yeah. knock out a pod. Yeah. So. It's just not, the
1: fact that people want to listen to us talk. Yeah. It's like, wow, my life is pretty good. Yeah, 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 it's like wow, I didn't
2: yeah. realize, dude. When we got downloads in Europe, that knocked my dick in the dirt. But yeah. I, I could not believe that somebody in England is listening to the fart jokes that we made <laughs> in yeah. my basement right. in Hamden. Yeah. You know, yeah. like even if they downloaded on accident, that's still incredible. Yeah, like,
1: still <laughs> like how did they get there? <laughs>
2: it's, it's great.
1: I swear, somebody like found a, a friend of mine found us by accident and was like shocked to hear. That it was My you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've gotten shit too. Where uh, when I go to New York, I'll bring stickers with me. and I'll just put them everywhere. And some girl messaged me. She's like, "Hey, I saw your uh, sticker at the the gutter bowling alley in Brooklyn. Can I get a shirt?" And I was like, "You fucking ain't right. You can." <laughs> and then I go, "Do you like the podcast?" She's like, "Yeah, it's okay." Now if I could get that shirt, <laughs> <laughs> I that shirt, but I'm still like, whatever. That's a win. If you're yeah. gonna wear it, that's that's great.
0: Like, I think part of what I like about your guys podcast is like it's like you are relatively new and it's kind of like you're kind of like documenting your whole like yeah, career right. kind yeah of, we're figuring know. it out yeah, too like,
1: yeah we kind of yeah. wanted to make that part of it like as we started going along like you know it's a record of uh, just trying to figure out this whole comedy thing
2: yeah we'll have like local people on and having musicians on like you coming on the show is great and doing the live episode a lot of fun and uh, yeah I mean it's more like what I always say too it's just an excuse to hang out with people that you really like yeah. you know yeah. like I, I just love doing that and you know meeting people that you're like oh you I love this thing that you do let's talk about it for right. an hour yeah, yeah. And uh, that's, yeah, it's so fun. And then starting to get, like, bigger names and hit people up on Twitter. And they're like, yeah, okay.
1: you're like, oh, holy shit, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah." I know, who would have thought, man? It's crazy. Yeah,
2: Yeah, so it's, yeah. And then beyond that, it just started as a reason for Mike and I to hang out. Right, right, right.
1: It makes it harder to, like, talk... Like boring banter with <laughs> people though, you know? Right. Like I right. can't just like sit down with people <laughs> over lunch or whatever. <laughs> like right, that they right. don't know very well. And it's like I'm
2: throwing out gold here, you gotta volley back here, all <laughs> <Yeah>, right?
1: All <laughs> right. And we talk about existence or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I yeah, I, I definitely feel that way since I started this. I feel like I really on the podcast I'm asking people the kind of questions that I want to ask in every interaction yeah, yeah. Right? you kind of can't yeah and that, yeah. that
2: is a cool thing too even yeah. even like your friends yeah listen to to your podcast with uh, with Sam from Future Islands and Dan Deacon and oh, Jan yeah. it's, it's cool to like hear you learning too and you're like when did you start playing guitar? But it's somebody you've known forever. Right. You know I mean, just <laughs> right. stuff you wouldn't bring up when you go yeah. to get coffee. Like. <laughs> and you would be like, "What the fuck's your problem?" Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was 19. Who gives a shit? Down? <laughs> right. but on a podcast. You're like, "Well, I was in high school." <laughs>
0: right. Right. <laughs> did you guys like always have the way? Because I'll tell I'll tell you this. Like, I always edit these down super short. Okay. But I feel like this will be the least edited one. Ever, because I feel like you guys are really good at answering questions, (laughs) like having silence. (laughs) But like, like were you guys? Was it sort of like that for the beginning, or was it different? So yeah, so we used to do that. Like I I would edit out just if there's like two seconds of
2: dead air, be like, oh, that's got to go. Or if somebody coughs and stuff like that, and rarely will I edit anything out unless somebody makes like a really off-color joke, yeah. an inside joke that's brutal that right. no one else would get, yeah. uh, something like that, or if somebody asks to have stuff taken out, like, we've deleted episodes, too, because we've had, in the, in the early days, you would have just your friends on who are in the same boat of just starting comedy, and you're like, hey, have you ever masturbated while driving? And they're like, oh, hell yeah. And then they're like, hey, man, I'm trying to get my master's degree. Can you delete that? <laughs> right, right, right. Which is fine. I totally understand. Um... What was the question?
0: Editing. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know. It was like, yeah, it, was this a skill you developed to be able to always...
1: Keep the conversation rolling. No, I think it just was kind of. I think it, like it, that, we definitely or, got better with it over time. Yeah,
2: yeah. You, you just get used to it, and then you yeah. kind of realize. And then I think you, you review the game film and you listen back to the episode. and
0: You're like, "What the fuck was I
1: doing there?" And yeah, yeah.
2: Talking yeah. over people, or yeah. yeah, or trying to repeat yeah. a joke that like that's always a funny thing I like on podcasts when somebody repeats a joke because the listener can hear, but maybe conversationally they couldn't hear. Like, yeah. And then the uh, uh, tennis then they'll be like and tennis <laughs> you know, like and like I would do stuff like that just to get a laugh in the room but forget that you know people are listening to right this in right, their right. Ears. yeah so yeah so yeah we used to edit a lot but then as far as like now like I said with time like if that's what it is
0: it's that's what it is and it's yeah. going out yeah I, I i edit out a lot of stuff that's like asking questions that don't go anywhere where it's just like, didn't you do this? And someone's like, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just feel like there's no reason. So, so your name is <laughs> Bill Brown yeah, <laughs> No, no. Yeah, right. Like, Next question. Have you ever thought about this? No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, just, <laughs> every answer is just like, no, no, I never really thought about that. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. created the that. Rutabaga, right? <laughs> no, what the fuck? Okay. So about. you're the head of the American Nazi Party, if you understand me correctly. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I've always fantasized about doing, like, a worst of. That's, like, Dude, everything awesome. I cut out. Be great. That weird would be Weird great. silences. But, uh, <laughs> hell yeah. It's, <laughs> like, I don't think anyone's done that before. Y- yeah, like, things that sounded racist but
1: weren't. <laughs> <or> <laughs> you know, like, out of context. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. It's, like, the hiss of the microphone.
1: Yeah. I, I, the one I did with um, with uh, our, our uh, I guess, kind of internet buddy, Thomas... Who we've interviewed a few times. Yeah, I like said something where when I listened back, it sounded like it, it was about like it, it was him kind of interviewing me about being an atheist who is in recovery, and um, it kind of like sounded like I like said I was gonna drink again or something, or like, oh. <laughs> or like that I thought I could drink again or something like that. And, like, the way he reacted was as if I was saying it that way, and I, yeah. like, didn't catch it at the time. So yeah. I was like, like oh. fuck
2: you, Thomas. <laughs> quit whatever I want.
1: <laughs> so I was like, oh, wow, I hope uh, my family members don't uh, yeah, yeah. start worrying. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, what do you guys have
0: for the future? Like, what kind of... Not to be like, what are your upcoming shows or mm-hmm. something, but, like, what are your, like, plans within comedy? Oh, that's tough.
1: Um get laid more yes and uh <laughs> no i don't mine are pretty <laughs> simple and humble like yeah. uh well i don't know about humble is that <laughs> i shouldn't call myself humble i guess yeah. Yeah. i'm just, not very humble
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> just continue to be I'm the great down, down to earth <laughs> dude i am you know i'm a hundred times more humble than anybody <laughs> no i honestly i just want to um keep doing what i'm doing but you know just keep upgrading a little by little yeah. that's pretty much it i'm pretty much happy with my life i want like a couple other things and i'm like good till i die (laughs) Mm. um yeah
2: i don't don't know it's it's scary because uh, like i said we're kind of in the middle of a boom right now so Mm. like a lot of people are doing it and then if you go to new york or la you know like the two big hubs do you you have to get in the back of the line you know what i mean like you kind of like here between like baltimore and dc and into virginia and a little bit into pennsylvania Like we're all kind of familiar with each other, and it's cool. Like when you go to shows, and you just feel like you you know everybody, and they're almost Uh like I'm sure. Like when you see like people you've toured with and stuff, you're like, oh, like that's my buddy. It's like almost like a coworker, but like you're but a different level. You know what I mean? Like super somebody that's super cool and that you identify with. But going to a whole new city is really scary, especially when we've talked to uh, people that are like sort of bigger names. Maybe not Uh like household names, but you know they've been on. Like VH1, like yeah. those shows like Best Week Ever and little stuff here and there. And they have trouble getting yeah. spots at mics. They're like, oh, you're on VH1? So are the rest of us. Yeah, back, like a lot of people the, are... back of the fucking line. Yeah, you know I'm... what I mean? Or you were on Comedy Central, like so were nine other people here. Yeah. You know? and... So What's like late night well, talk shows? Mike's show. is a... Oh, like York? an... Yeah, like open but, mic thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, just oh, go... Oh, yeah, yeah, no, sorry. No, no. Like, yeah. <laughs> Come on down to Mike's. I just want to make it a Mike's in New York. That's my thing. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Like, open mics are like shows, and it's just... There's so many people doing it that it's daunting. And then L.A., I hear, is a lot more spread out. Like, New York, you can hit a ton of spots, but L.A. is much more spread out, and getting on shows is even harder. And I've just heard that you shouldn't really go out there unless you have a reason to go out there or somebody's, mm. like, calling you out there. Uh, so that's, like, the daunting part. And then only yeah. being, like, two and a half years in, too, like, I don't want to go up to New York, shoot my wad, and everybody's like, oh, that guy fucking sucks. And then, I, you know, i got to right, right. move back with my tail <laughs> in between my legs. <laughs> so
0: I don't think that would happen, but, it, you know, it's it, like... A, yeah, It's, it's, it's I a sea like, of comedians. Yeah, I feel like New York and L.A. are both, like the risk of wasting so much money and time and like coming back yeah in
1: mean, any any art form anything like, it's so Fuck. expensive I think right. if, yeah. you know I don't think it's impossible like if you yeah. want to go for it then go for right, it like right, the worst right. that can happen is like you just run out of money and have to come back for a while yeah or whatever yeah but you know, I think the worst
2: you could have is you're bankrupt.
1: And <laughs> you have nothing to your name. And, you know, <laughs> well, it's not like you're gonna starve on the street But you can always start over. Yeah, yeah, that's I think, true. I think if it's if it's really like your dream and passion to be in a community like that, uh-huh. yeah. uh huh, then just do it. You know, yeah. But yeah. for me, like, I just don't. I don't know. I just I'm fine. Like being in Baltimore. I yeah, think.
2: yeah. Yeah, and then just kind of continue it, like Mike was saying, just work on your craft. Like, that's the thing with stand-up is, like, just keep writing and then work your way through the bombing. Like, new material is going to suck, but that's just a part of it, but you got to keep writing. And so, like, me, like, I'm just getting into, like, hosting shows now at, like, clubs and stuff like that, which is a part of uh, sort of, like, the evolution. Like, you host the show, and then they have what's called, like, the middle or the feature and that person does, like, 20 to, like, 30 or 35 minutes, uh-huh. and then you have the headliner. So, uh-huh. like, you hope to, over the years, kind of progress through those steps. Like, oh, I've been hosting for a while, now I'm gonna be the feature, and then you want to become the headliner, oh. and that type of thing. So, it's sort of like like a band's, like, opening act, yeah. that type of deal. Same
0: and, thing with stand-up. And who, like, say if you were hosting, what would be <laughs> an example? Who would be a feature? And, and um, I, could, I so, mean...
2: So, like, uh, like, local guys that have Usually the feature, whatever city you're in, unless the headliner brings somebody. Like, do you know who Ari Shafir is? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so Joe Rogan used to bring Ari Shafir on the road as his feature. Oh, okay. And then, like, once Ari started developing himself, now he's a headliner. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. it's sort of like that. It's like that step right before you make yeah. to the to, like, the top. So... So, yeah, so, like, you ho- when hosting the show, you go up, you kind of do announcements for the club, and, like, you're kind of, like, you think about, like, you're hosting a party. Like, you come out, and you're like, hey, what's up, everybody? How we doing? Yeah. And you, do, you tell a couple jokes, and then you go, like, oh, man, do you guys know Mike Moran? Mike Mike's the best. Everybody, Mike Moran. And, you know, you bring, like, like the whole party thing. So, yeah. you, like, you're bringing up the feature, and you bring up the headliner, and making announcements, like, fill out those comment cards, and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Do you do that stuff, too, hosting? Uh, occasionally. Not yeah. not um at the cl- the local clubs so much. Yeah. Oh, but, okay. you know, like here and there. Yeah. Well stuff. Yeah. So, I never really like went through that that host I, I don't think I'm a very good host, honestly. Like I am sometimes, but like I feel like I'm more of an act, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a different set of
2: muscles for yeah. sure. Like mm-hmm. you can't just kinda do your regular stand up because you have to be clean too. Like the club doesn't like because you represent the club so if you're the first person that comes right. out you're like what's
0: the deal fucking pussy I'm alright alright <laughs> the
2: next comedian you know like, like so you kind of have to be clean and like you're just kind of setting the table for everybody else too mm. so so sometimes like different acts lend themselves to being better hosts and stuff yeah. like I think I'm okay like I don't think I'm great but it's definitely I would much rather just go up and do a set and be like well who gives a shit you know what I mean like right, I'm right. done but the yeah. host has to keep going up and setting the table and making sure everybody's doing okay yeah. you know yeah
0: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Cool. Do you guys feel exhausted from doing so many episodes of the podcast? <laughs> Are you feeling exhausted from
2: your podcast?
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's a pain in the ass. Well, have, I'll, like, I'll, I'll be honest. I am on the brink. No, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to fucking lose it on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Is um, that landmark breakthrough? Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I think like with comedy in general. It's I want to do it most of the time. Mo- yeah. The vast majority of the time, I'm excited to show up for the podcast. Yeah. Just like I'm excited to show up for the, a show or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's a pain for whatever reason. Like I I want to be out doing this or like I got this tonight. And I got to cut it short. Or just your mood. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I worked
2: super yeah. long today.
1: I'm exhausted. Then I have to get up yeah. the next morning and. And yeah. I just get like really bad anxiety too personally. So like yeah. sometimes my gut is just like killing me. You know. Yeah. Um, especially like early on, like I would get really nervous when we do the podcast. Like uh, oh yeah, I remember like after each one I'd be like oh I fucking sucked. Josh just going to kick me. <off> <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, there would be a pressure too. Like you're supposed to just having a conversation, you're like be funny. I gotta be funny. <laughs> right, I hope right, this is right. funny. I hope I'm not forgetting things. And yeah.
1: yeah, it's one of those things where like eighty percent of the time with any performance. I'm, I'd rather do it than not do it. Yeah. But the, the 20% of the time that you don't, you still have to do it because it's your job, you know? Yeah. Right.
0: My well,
2: thing... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, my thing is even when I, like, stand up or whatever it is, when I when I don't want to do it and then I end up doing it, I feel, like, way better than yeah. I did it at the end. Yeah, it yeah. outweighs, oh, yeah, like, yeah, the anxiety yeah.
1: before, yeah. And, like, the sense of accomplishment, yeah. whether it be, like... Any type of show or podcast. yeah. I'm glad I did that. Yeah, people are, like, you know, always shocked that I do it, like, almost every night, you know, like, try to hit open mic or whatever, but it's, like, I get depressed when I'm not doing it. Like, I'd rather be out doing it than not even, like, you know, so it's, like, not that hard. Like, it's way easier than going to college, you know, or, like, having a full-time job or something. (laughs) Like, I think about how much stress I had, like, when I was working all the time and taking classes, and it's, like... This is probably more hours put in, but it's just way easier. Right, I, right. I like it, you know? It's hard to keep that in mind. It's because I think because of, like, anxiety. Yeah.
0: Like, the anxiety screws with me more than anything. Yeah, yeah. it'll fuck with you in the short term. I don't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah, like, like, when I think... Because tour, tour is something that really exhausts me a lot of times and, like, freaks me out. But when I think about the, like... -hmm. Worst thing that happened, it's not anything that happened. Yeah. Nothing happened. It's just like, (laughs) I was tired and then uh, (laughs) I lost my cup. (laughs) I fucking love that
1: cup. Yeah, it's weird (laughs) like when you like kind of achieve your dreams, like your happiness just kind of like shifts, you know? Like (laughs) what you expect. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Like you're still, like if something bad happens, it might not be that bad relative to like something before or whatever. Yeah. But it still like just feels as bad, you know? Mm -hmm. Like no matter how much you achieve in life, your happiness just, like, shifts to that level. Yeah. It's, like, the same.
0: Right, right, right. Totally. Totally. I think, yeah,
1: t- to, like, if you go down, too, it's the same. Uh, like, I think yeah. No, yeah, I think that's true, too. Like, if something yeah. horrible happens, you think, like, how the fuck am I ever going to handle this? Yeah. And you, like, learn to... Yeah, I think I think that's true too. Definitely. Yeah. Like, I think they've even like proven that, like with people that win the lottery and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like a year later, their happiness yeah. is exactly the is, same. Is not yeah. there a
2: number they figured out that like beyond that you, there's no increase? Yeah. Is it is it like what is it like seven hundred grand or something like that? Uh, yeah.
1: I don't know. Somebody look that up and yeah. edit in the right thing. But uh, yeah, apparently story. like <laughs> the least happy people are people that are horribly impoverished or people that are horribly rich. Right. Right. I think, yeah,
0: it would definitely suck to be that good. <laughs> I think.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. It might be. It might also be because the per the type of people that make it to that level are like cut, miserable workaholics throat, yeah. who like have no friends yeah. and no social life and right, no personal skills. Right, right, right. <clears throat> I just feel like you. Everything you do, you'd be like, or I could not do that <laughs> you rich know, oh, yeah, you have like yeah. no goals they're like it's just like i can just do anything and I, yeah that's i think right. about like robin williams you know it's like it is true like we we look at like rich famous people and we're like how do they have any problems you know yeah. it's like third world people are looking at us and saying the same thing yeah, you know totally it's like yeah. it all
2: is all relative well, we used to talk about that all the time like you and i are living better than any king ever did like yeah more I mean, like that we you know like, like, like the 80s yeah exactly like, yeah like like king yeah king george or so like i can control the the, the temperature in my house
1: <laughs> right yeah i was
2: saying, like i can reach yeah. in this ice box for any type of I food know. that i it's, want yeah, to do anything
1: yeah it's weird how that works but it's like yeah you know but, you know and are like the
2: fucking wi-fi's down well, what do i do now i know yeah <laughs> like imagine not
1: having heat Yeah. Like nobody had heat until very recently. I would hate like I hate walking from the car to my house in the winter. It's the worst. (laughs) Like just having to sleep in that. Yeah. I'd kill myself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was just listening to another digression sessions where you said you would kill yourself. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Mom, I'm not gonna kill myself. It was um if you Oh, if you had kidney stone. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, yeah. I would kill myself for that. <laughs> well, Mike, we got some news for it. <laughs> Bring him on out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. It's like, no, I think they can do, like, sonar stuff where you break them up with a laser. So they're like, no, nah, just kill me.
1: You can just kill me. <laughs> I can see myself, like, taking a chisel and a hammer and, like... <laughs> feel like that'd be it would be better than pushing a rock through your penis. That's, like, medieval yeah. torture stuff. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if, like, in the Middle Ages, they made people, like, swallow, swallow these rocks tiny stones. So they have to peel <laughs> Defy the Church of England, will you? <laughs> what do you mean gravity is real? <laughs> yeah.
0: What? Well, anything else you guys want to mention before we shut
1: it down? Um, just uh, thanks so much for having us. Yeah, man. Oh, man. This is great. We really appreciate it. Yeah, you're, Thank de- you you're so definitely much. one of those
2: dudes that, like I was saying, that. That I'm really happy we got on the
1: podcast, and now it's
2: like, And now when we run into you, it's like, hey, that's our buddy. Yeah, yes. definitely. It's great.
1: Yeah, yes. yeah. You got like, uh, you, you're you're a really nice guy, and you're extremely talented. Yeah, oh.
2: absolutely, man.
0: Like Likewise,
2: absolutely. Thank you. If I could get some quick plugs in, uh, <laughs> Degression <laughs> Sessions is on uh, iTunes and Stitcher and all that stuff, and we have comedians and musicians and artists and all kinds of people on. So check it out.
0: And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for having us. Man. Yes. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks again to Josh and Mike. See you next week.